I'm not even a big heavy metal guy, and I like that intro. <laughs> All right. Solid. Solid. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, get 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 you pumped up to to hear about yeah. some ultra ultra running yeah. news. <laughs> Welcome fired. everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you're tuning in again, uh, or if you're new, welcome um, to the Ultra Running News Network. <clears throat> With me, as always, is Johnny. What's going on, Johnny? Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Taking, you know, got that, uh, got that fresh PRP injection. Feeling yeah. young and spry. Let's go. <laughs> I saw that on uh, on the Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah. What Good uh, times. Is that, are you in pain from that? You know, uh, not now. Uh, I'm not going to lie. For the for the for the listeners out there, if you've had the PRP, uh, especially into a knee, um, doesn't tickle, doesn't hurt, but doesn't tickle. <laughs> uh, the day of, not 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 the greatest. Like the day of, it's amazing how much that thing swells up. Like it's amazing. Like you just feel like there's so much fluid and so much like junk in there. You know what I mean? The second day. Any deep bending you want to do, anything like that, like it's it's a little cumbersome. I went for a went for a hike at a state park way in northeast Ohio the next day. That was a smart choice. That was really thought that one through. That was interesting. But yeah, now now you know it's two three days later. You're you're pretty solid. You're pretty solid after that. And good. Hopefully it does the magic. We're yeah. back out there, back out there shredding the trails. That's right. We need to get get you back in action. Yeah. Um, all right. So today we're gonna go over some race results from from last weekend. Um, quite a bit of stuff going on still here in January, and yeah. then uh, we do have we do have some some stuff in the form of news. Um, we have the Ultra Runner magazines top ten. Top 10 countdown for ultra runners of the year has started. So we're going to go over what we have uh, so far for that. And also we have some news about one of the, uh, the more well-known personalities in, in ultra running that uh, it's good news. I, I, I think. And, I think it's uh, good news. I think, I think it's, if not good, it's really interesting news like it's a, it's it's really cool yeah no i'm i'm super happy about it yeah I'm looking forward to looking forward to to sharing that with everybody and uh also we have a, a film review um there's uh, a new film out it was sponsored by sportiva and uh directed by by billy yang so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that and uh okay we'll go ahead and get into some race results and we're going to start. What's that, John? Oh, I was going to say without further ado, but I don't know why yeah. I was mumbling to myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. Great I like content. it. Without further ado, we are going to start with the Avalon benefit 50 mile and 50 K run. Now I believe this, fucking, this run has been Catalina going on. Mixer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this is on Catalina Island, which is off the coast of Southern California, made famous by uh, by the movie Step Brothers. If everybody's familiar with Step Brothers, uh, I like and, the fact. I love the fact that in our juvenile minds, it's it, Catalina was made famous by that movie, not yeah. not because it's Catalina, right? Like, yeah. no, it was this goofy ass movie and boats and hose yeah. and. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what made Catalina famous. Yeah, like I love it. Right, right. Yeah, there's uh there's much more history to that island <laughs> versus the Catalina wine mixer, but uh from Step Brothers. But anyway, uh they've had this race for, for 43 years, and uh it's it's a benefit race that raises money for uh, the Avalon Lions Club, it benefits their charitable work and community assistance throughout the island. And uh, the cool thing, you know, about running this race is that runners get to cross cross the island on foot. So you can really see a lot of the interior and see stuff that, that you normally wouldn't see. And some of the roads that are that are closed to the public typically are are open for for the run. So you get to see stuff that that most people don't. So 
I've had my eye on it for a long time. I'd like to run it sometime. It's it's always in January, and uh, I think it would be a cool cool race to do. But uh, okay, so let's go ahead and get into the results here in the fifty miler, and this takes place on on some pretty nice smooth fire fire roads from yeah. the of it. So would be um kind of a a nice a nice race to just really enjoy you know not have to worry about you know tripping over rocks and roots and things like that but uh first place is michael ruff overall and he finished in six hours and 30 minutes and then first place female was Haley hasty and she finished in seven hours and 33 minutes so Pretty pretty solid fifty mile times thrown down. That is cooking. That is cooking. Yep, I would imagine you could really open it up on on some smooth trails like that. Yeah. And in the fifty k, and I do think in the fifty mile it's around sixty six hundred feet of climbing, so it's not flat, you know, but it's probably just the right amount of climbing to to still you know, keep it, keep it fast. Cause you got some nice downhills too. So, um, in the 50 K Sam Condon was first in four hours and eight seconds. And for the females, uh, Laura Bresford, she finished in four hours and 24 minutes. So congrats to them. The next race we're going to, the results for is the No Hands 50K, which is in the endurance capital of the world, Auburn, California. Um, and uh, it's put on by this race company, Inside Trails. I really, this is maybe my favorite race company, Inside Trails. I wish maybe that they would get uh, into the 100-mile race game. Uh, they have all distances, but I think 50-mile or 100K is probably uh, the, the longest that they go. But their courses are always great. Um, they put on Muck, Muck, John. They put on Muck, uh, which John has run. Gotta he came out here love, to visit. Love Muck. If the, I, I mean, I'll say this. If they put on Muck, I, I would I would blindly sign up for this race. Like, I, I have that much faith in them. If they did Muck and you're like, oh, yeah, this was ran by them, I'm like, Say less. Let's do it. Like I, I'd be all in. Yep. yep have you no ran, have you ran have you ran this one, Jamie? No, I haven't. And I I have to check, but I think yeah, this is a new race. They just started okay. it last year. Um, all right. So so yeah, I would it would be worth worth it for for a nice early season fifty k to go up to Auburn. Um, the winner was Drew Maycumber and four hours and 26 minutes. And for the females, it was Abigail Swift. She finished in five hours and 26 minutes. So nice work. Hmm. I might've just planned a vacation for June and I next year. <laughs> yeah. Come out, come out, <laughs> stay here and uh, meet you, meet you in Auburn. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, probably won't won't be as uh, hard to get hard to get a room in Auburn as it would be for the Western States weekend. Oh, I can't even <laughs> imagine. Yeah. So uh, the next the next uh, race results we're going over is the Santan Scramble. This is put on by Aravipa and pretty popular race. And this is a 50K in Queens Creek, Arizona. And Allison Baca. First place overall in four hours and 13 minutes. So she took the overall win. Congrats to her. And uh, the second place was also female, Arden Young, four hours and 20 minutes. So so the ladies took down first and second. That's awesome. You don't see that. You don't see that very often. That's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, a common theme that the listeners will start to see, uh, Air Vipa will be a – a common theme amongst races because they put on a absolute boatload of races. Like they yeah. always have races going. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, you know, a grassroots race company, which is cool. 
and they've really, really taken off. And I'm sure most people are familiar with Aravipa, um, but, but yeah, we'll definitely cover a lot of their races this year. And Matt Hamilton was first for the guys, uh, four hours and 25 minutes, third overall. Santan scramble. The next race and is the first 100 miler, I believe, the first trail 100 miler that we are going over this year. Well, it's uh, Brazos Bend, which takes place in Needville, Texas. They actually had a venue change this year. Um, they used to be at a state park, but they moved to a, a private ranch. I believe there's 16 laps in the 100 miler. Yeah, so it's a loop race, easy for logistics, <laughs> but maybe mm. difficult for the mind. <laughs> yeah, sixteen um, loops. Yeah, and the hundred they have a hundred k as well. So in the in the hundred k, the winner was Jonathan Morris, nine hours thirty four minutes, and for the female division, Sonia Stutes in twelve hours and fifty minutes. So. Nice job to them. And then the 100 miler overall winner, Fernando Lopez, 18 hours, 13 minutes. And for the females, Rong Hu in 20 hours and 16 minutes. All right, moving on to another race that's pretty popular. They're, they're usually in, they usually have write-ups in, in Ultra Running Magazine for, the, for their races. And that's the Frozen Gnome race in Crystal Lake, Illinois. And I'm sure this is usually a pretty cold race and usually snow on the ground. I'm not sure I'm not sure what the weather was like this year, but in first place we had Reese Slavendanuk. Uh and he came in in 4 hours and 21 minutes and for the female division, we had Rachel Reyes, and she finished in five hours and 28 minutes. I imagine they uh, they get some interesting weather out there. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> that, that race would suck. That race would be absolute misery. But this year, <laughs> I mean, shit, they should have had course records this year. They legit should have had course records this year. Like, they should have been blazing. Yeah, so. and maybe 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 it was. I'd have to have to look yeah. back and see. Um, the next race, I'm going to go over the results first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about this <laughs> race. Yes. This is a race that I just came to learn about, and it started in looks like in 2022, and it's called Just Survive 125. This is a race in Florida, and. I'll talk a little bit more about the race in a, in a minute, but first we'll just go over the results. Um, oh, so, yeah, it's a 125-miler, and first place was Julian Long in 32 hours and 23 minutes, and there was no females that ran the race, and there was only seven or no female finishers. I'm not sure if any females started the race or not, but there was only seven finishers. Um, Look at the time on that. 32 yep. hours. 32 yeah. hours for a 125. I listen, yeah. I'm I'm not laying down any land speed records, but that is that's slow, man. Like that and it, we'll we'll see why I think here in a little bit, but holy smokes. Yeah, this is hours. Yeah, this I don't I don't know if this race is really drawing in a lot of people. Um, definitely not drawing in any elite runners that I know <laughs> of. But uh, but an interesting race to talk about anyway. Yeah, and here's their their website, which is a Facebook page, a private and Facebook it, page, and a private Facebook page, and they talk about the race here. It's 125 miles, and it goes from Hope Sound Beach to Lake Okeechobee and back. So it's an out and back on mostly single track, remote, rugged trail. No crew, no aid, no aid stations, no cheering volunteers. It's you against the course. There's four, four drop 
drop buckets. They're not drop bags. You get you get a five gallon bucket, uh, fifteen and a half miles apart. So it's an out and back. So I'm assuming every you know every fifteen and a half miles you come across one of your buckets. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you finish in forty eight hours, you get a buckle and a finisher's shirt. And the race record is thirty one hours and twenty three minutes for the men. Yeah. And 41 hours and 50 minutes for the women. So, um, it's, so we it's it's giving a lot of an old dominion vibe. And and not in the sense that it's not back or nothing like that, but in the sense of like you'll get the bare minimum and you'll like it and it's you against the course. And yeah. and like that's that's like it's it's giving like it's that's what it like I, I as someone who has had their face kicked in not once but twice by <laughs> old dominion uh it is this that's the vibe these guys are trying to give off and it it look we'll see more we will see more yeah it's it, it's interesting and it's florida in january so the weather the temperature might might be nice but you know, we looked into some more details about this race, and I don't know, if, John, if you, you want, yeah, want to here, let me share let some me, of the pictures. Let me this. go ahead. Let me just go ahead and enlighten some folks on what what this will look like for you. So, uh, so let me go ahead and get this uh, screen share up here. There we go. So, like Jim is talking about, here's your buckets. These are your buckets that you get to have stationed throughout there. So uh that is a that is a real thing right hey beautiful course nice and pretty little scrub some pin oak right easy money great trail doesn't look too bad no, no trip hazards not a ton of route love it beautiful okay this is kind of cool right like this would be really cool to run down now i know my clumsy ass is tripping <laughs> over the first like little board that's halfway sticking up and then they have a big a giant splinter out of myself but this is really kind of cool pretty all right nice i'm sure there's some beautiful bullfrog sounds or whatever else or some alligators <laughs> trying to eat you like okay big old, cool. big old <laughs> yeah yeah i this is fine no no issue listen L listen i come across this section of trail in the dark and I am falling asleep and falling in that swamp. Like that is where, <laughs> that is where you find my remains of whatever the alligators did not eat. Like I am falling in that. There's no way I make it across those two boards and, and not falling in. And for those listening on the, the podcast platform, if you're only hearing the audio, this is yeah. a two, yeah. this is basically just two two planks, uh, like a little bridge two through a six. swamp. Yeah, it, it, and oh by the way. It's not straight. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like like a two little jaunts in it. Like it's like 100. Someone's ain't fought. I'm I'm not trusting myself to walk across it in daytime fully awake sober. Like 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 it's it just all right. So beautiful, no problem. Okay. <laughs> trouble begins. Trouble begins. All right. And, and so, like Jamie said, for those of you who are not seeing this, first off, if you're on the podcast and you want to see it, go hop over to the YouTube channel. You can see this. It is, from what you can see in the picture, literally a single-track trail underwater. Like, it is <laughs> a single-track underwater. And, and and like, it, you're getting wet. It's like, I know you step in that, and it's going at least ankle deep, right? Because it's soft grass, muddy, it's swamp. And it is literally, as far as I can see in this picture, it is – Underwater single track. <laughs> Underwater single track. <laughs> One can only then ask, well, hey, now that I got my feet good and wet, and I probably got a little bit of like rot, and, and my feet are all wrinkled, and everything is soaking wet, how can we make that suck a little bit more? <laughs> Allow me to offer you up some nice, soft, <laughs> white, sand for as far as I can see again it is it is we've if you've ever been to Florida it is it is like that or or anywhere on the east coast I don't know about the west coast beaches but it, it's like it's like that 
like it's that sand that leads you to the beach. It's like that yeah. super soft. It it is like yeah, that's feet. that's getting in your shoe. There's no oh. there's no if hands oh. or buts about it. There is not enough gator in the world that keeps that out of your shoe. Your feet are wrecked. So, yes, while we are talking about, while we are talking about, oh, 32 hour finish, bro, your feet are annihilated after, after this race. Like, there's no way. So, yeah, yeah. there's a, there, there's a sick sadistic part of me that wants to go see that race. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say it's on my bucket list, but. No. You know who would do that race? You know who would do that race and would like think it's funny the entire time? Ronnie Delosier. Ronnie Delosier yeah. would think that race is hilarious the entire time. All right, like, we're, Ron, if you're listening, guy. if you're listening, shots have been fired. He's our guy. He's our guy for that. No pacer, no crew, no cheering section, as they say. Oh, horrible. Horrible. Yeah. All right. So we just thought that was interesting. Wanted to go over it. Um, next up, we have a Michigan by, race. By the way, if you're one of the seven, or if you know one of the seven that ran just survived 125, hit us up. I, I want yeah. to talk. We want to have you on here. We want to talk to you. Yeah. Like this needs to get to someone who did just survive 125. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely curious about that. Yeah. Um, Yankee Springs. This is a uh, a race in Michigan, and I just wanted mm. to cover it. Um, I I lived in Michigan for about thirteen years, so um, and I never got a chance to go out and do Yankee Springs, but I think they have a winter version and a summer version, and it's a loop loop race, I believe. But they have a fifty miler and a fifty k. Um, again, you know, the weather, you never know what you're going to get, but I would imagine more often than not, it's like that picture because this is, I think it's closer to the West side of the state. So they're probably getting some more snow out there, but, uh, anyways, Jameson, uh, Klochner won the 50 miler in six hours and 30 minutes. And the first place female was Iris Lenauer, and uh, she finished in nine hours and thirty minutes. That's six thirty. That's 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 pretty fire for a fifty miler. That's for sure. Yeah. I, well, and so again, like you said, generally speaking, you're probably running in snow and ice and everything else, miserable. Yeah. This year, I mean, God, you love you some good old. Uh, Guess you gotta love you some uh global warming. Cause they have a drop of snow. I right. mean, it was probably it was probably thirty degrees, you know. Which, I mean, you can hammer some on, on you know thirty degree yeah. weather. That's like say, for, us, for us northerners, man, that's like prime running. Like that's shorts and like uh like maybe a long sleeve tee, and you're just hammering it. Like you're going all out. Well, I've seen you wear shorts and like. 18 degree weather. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, that I went ahead and looked up where that is because it, it it's like it's like just south of Grand Rapids and just east of Holland, Michigan. So, so and, and like it's, it's between yeah, it's between Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo, a little east of Holland. So, I mean, they're probably getting some like some weather off from Lake Michigan when it comes in, but it, this year it was just it was just a great run this year. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure too. Um, yeah, that that area is known to get lake effect snow and yeah. usually buried. But um, but yeah, I know it's been light this year. So um, all right, and then the 50k, David Hedges was first, three hours and 43 minutes. That's smoking. And <laughs> first place female was Ariane Whitaker. In five hours and forty-five minutes. Um, all right. So I think that was yeah. So that's all of the race results that we're going to go over. There was quite a few other races that we are not able to get to. Um, if you're involved, if you're listening and you're involved with any of the races that took place, and and uh, you want the results 
you know, read, we can, we can uh, do that on the next episode. Just leave us a comment um, or shoot us a message on, on Instagram or, or, or however you want to get a hold of us. Uh, we gladly, gladly do yeah. that. Okay. Now we're going to move into the ultra runners of the year. And this is something that is put on by ultra running magazine. And they've done this for a long time. And it's kind of cool how they, they release, they release um, a new, a new winner every, every day, right. Or the male Mm -hmm. and female winners. So they, they do a countdown. They'll start, you know, with the 10th place and then the next day, ninth place, and they go all the way down to first. And these are for North American ultra runners. This is not for the whole, for the whole world. Uh, this is for Canada, the United States, and I believe Mexico, Mexican runners are also in, uh, in the pool. It's, it's interesting you say that. I was just reading the rules. Uh, AJW was talking about the rules and like it is, it's like, I think it's a North American. Uh, you have to be a North American citizen, but you can kind of be living wherever you want to be living, which is an interesting loophole that we'll see. Someone probably had to kind of use. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't quite sure how that worked, but that makes sense. Yeah. Cause if first place is, who I think it's going to be that person, that person didn't live, hasn't lived in the United States in like a year and a half. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. Um, So, so they released 10th place the other day and 10th place for the females was a tie. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Lichter from Whitefish, Montana was tied for 10th place for the women. She won the rut 50 K and rut 50 K is, it's a, one of the, it's what's considered a, a sky race. And, um, it has a lot of climbing at altitude. Like it's in Montana, I believe. And, um, it's very technical and she won the race for the third year in a row. The rut is definitely something I would like to, to try one year. I think maybe 11, 12,000 feet of climbing, something like that, 50K. And then uh, at the World Mountain Champ Championships in Aust- Austria, she got fourth place um, for the females. And then in uh, at JFK 50, which is a very popular and very fast 50K, I mean, they're I don't know if you're familiar with the JFK 50 Johnny, but there is a ton of runners in that thing. Like that's one where they have a lot of interest. I believe, I mean, I know Western States is the oldest hundred miler. I think JFK is the oldest ultra in the U S that might be, that might be true. And I think what's cool about this. And like, it was talking about this a little bit in her little bio about why she got 10th. I think what's really impressive about her specifically is generally speaking, you'll see a person who is a climber and they're really good at climbing, or you'll see a person who is like, give me flat and I'll tear it up. Right. Like you don't see like those kind of people don't really live in both worlds. So for her to be able to do rut and then come off from rut and then win JFK, like, like yeah. she's like she's a beast. Like like she's strong, and mm-hmm. she's fat. Like 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 yep. that combination. Um, it's kind of weird to see her. I don't know. It's kind of weird to see her tenth, right? Like that's like that's really like that yeah. Speaks freaking volumes for one through nine when that's tenth. Like that's setting the bar really high for one through nine. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, and. Yeah, you're right. You don't see that crossover too much where you, they have they're they're great at the mountainous, like technical, steep climbing, all that, and then they come out and tear up, get first place at JFK 50 miles. Yeah, well, um, like you said, which has 
all the talent at it. Like all the big names show up to JFK. Yeah. And then uh, she's a native of, of Bogota, Colombia, but um, she emigrated to the U.S. at age nine and now lives in Missoula, Montana. And also tied for 10th place, Sarah Ostazuski. And she's from Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, she won Cocodona 250 for the females. And uh, also, she won Ure 100 miler, which is a very, very difficult 100 miler. I, Johnny, I think there's 40,000 feet of climbing in Ure 100. <laughs> uh, I will go on record. I know, I, I, I know that there are people that, and we're going to talk about it later on. There's, there's a race that people say is the hardest. Uh, listen, I'll go on record. Or I, just my humble opinion. Your way, it, our way is is the hardest hundred in the U.S. Like I, I, I can't wrap my head around there being a harder one. To your point, like there's, it's insane amount of elevation, and you're already super high. Like yep. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, you're, so you're at you're at altitude. Um, yeah, it would be hard to argue as far as mountain races go. Yeah, um, you know, it's definitely one of the hardest for yeah. sure. And she got 11th at Run Rabbit Run, which is a very competitive race. Uh, Saddles second, John Campus 50k second, Tarawera. That's in New Zealand. She got fifteenth, mm -hmm. and that's that's a huge race. I mean, like there are so many people that run that race. So, and then the Cold Water Rumble, which I believe is an Air Viper race too. Uh, she got third. So she was a she, had, she was a busy lady in twenty twenty. Busy. That, that's like, that's a lot of lot of racing. What's nuts is, and what's nuts is, all those races are post Cocodona. Like like she yeah. she won she won a 250 mile race. And then I was like, oh you know what? Watch this. And, and, you know, and then I turn around, bust out, you know, a half a dozen other other races. Uh yeah, yeah. Like run rabbit run rabbit run rabbit run. Everyone else one through ten was like, oh cool, she's on tired legs. And she still hammered <laughs> out eleventh place. You know what I mean? Like crazy. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, originally from Indiana, now lives in Flagstaff. Good place to train, Flagstaff. Mm -hmm. All right. So now we're going to move on to the men's side. Uh, Ryan Montgomery got 10th place. He's from Wanship, Utah. Um, flip, the, Ryan, flip it over to him. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we got to check out old Ryan. <laughs> uh, so Ryan's 10th, and he ran four highly competitive races, placed well in all of them. Uh, a win at Quad Rock 50 in Colorado. Um, so he got seventh at Western States, and he got third at Tarawera, which that's pretty impressive. Quad yeah. Rock first. And Havelina third on a year in Havelina where there was three times under 13 hours, which is like unheard of. So obviously he's one of them, just in case folks missed that. <laughs> just yeah. in case you're listening on a podcast, three people under 13. He came in at 1259, six seconds. So yeah, just beast. And, uh, Ryan uh, identifies as queer and is founder of the Out of Outrails, which is an organization that promotes inclusion and is a leading advocate for LGBTQ plus runners. And Ryan lives outside of Park City, Utah. So congrats to Ryan. And then we're going to move on to ninth place. Oh. And for the, the men, Ohio's own Arlen Glick. <laughs> um, uh, great guy. Great, great, great guy. Uh, I have had him run by me so fast at Mo, it legitimately scared me. 
Like, <laughs> like, unbelievably great guy. Yeah, Harlan. Yeah, I've heard him on uh, on many podcasts. Um, he's just super humble, super nice. I mean, we could spend a lot of time talking about all the the great things he he's done for society, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just a top notch guy. Um, and he set a course record at Umstead this year, twelve hours and fifty seven minutes first place. And I heard him on a podcast on the adventure jogger podcast talking about Umstead and he had literally less than a minute of downtime where he stopped. I mean, I think it was literally like less than 20 seconds, maybe. Hmm. And, and Ryan, the host, you know, asked him how, (laughs) how you, you know, went to the bathroom, he said he, he perfected how to do it, you know, while he was on the run. So. <laughs> so solid. Solid. Yeah. So literally only like 20 seconds where he wasn't actually running. God. Um, he I, didn't have, I, I love ahead. that. I love that because I will act like I have to stop the pee just to stop moving like, like, oh, I, think I, gotta, I, I think i have to pee knowing damn well that i've been so dehydrated for the last like 30 miles that there's nothing coming out of that except for salt you know what i mean like i'm like i have to pee no you don't no you don't you, i just want to stop moving for a second that's amazing yeah and i uh yeah i did the same thing at, at uh fat dog like i <laughs> i uh would stop just just have an excuse to look at the the meteor shower that was going on. I'm like, yeah, I got to pee. No, I don't really have to pee. Just don't look at the meteor meteor shower. Um, but back to Arlen, he didn't really have the Western states that he was hoping for, and I know he yeah. was training his ass off for Western states, but um, it just wasn't his day. Uh, yeah, but he did still get 14th place and a pretty stout time of 16 hours and 37 minutes, which yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's crazy. And uh, then he went to Hard Rock, so he did the Western States Hard Rock double this year, and he threw down a pretty fast time at Hard Rock, 26 hours 43 minutes, good enough for fifth place. Then he went to Run Rabbit Run, and and he got third. So. He really rounded out the year pretty well. Um, and ninth place for the females is Tara Dower. Tara's from Virginia Beach, so she's a flatlander. Um, <laughs> I so my brother-in-law used to live in, near Virginia Beach, and we went down to visit him one time when I was training for for a hundred miler. So I was going out to do training runs and yeah, it is, it is very flat, very flat there. There was one park that the only place where there was trails pretty much that, that um, I would go run, but, but yeah, it's flat. But so even though she's training in flatlands, she still won Hellbender, which from my understanding is a really hard race. I've never. That's in Kentucky, uh, right? That or what am I? What's the, what's the one that's question. in Kentucky that I'm thinking? I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. But even yeah. even amongst the flat, you know, just talking about the flat stuff, right? Her being a flatlander now. The other thing that they are talking about up in the bio when they're talking about what she had accomplished, that's really impressive. And this doesn't go into the runner of the year. Like it's not part of the like voting pro. Or it, it's not supposed to be included in your decision making is the fact that uh, she set an FKT also this year. And so yep. she, I mean, she like, it's, it's why it's, I, she must be rocking some stair climber or like some bridge work or something uh, because yeah, she is knocking down some, some runs with some elevation doing some things that are, you know, out in the mountains and still killing it. So. That's a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. She set a FKT on the Colorado Trail, which yeah, that's a very popular trail for FKTs. So there's been some really fast 
people that have thrown down on that trail. I, I feel like Courtney gave it a shot, right? Didn't Courtney go after it? And she had a rough go, right? Yeah. Actually, she may have tried that twice. I, I can't remember, but I know she did it at least once. So. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so kudos to Tara. Uh, Hellbender, I looked it up. It's in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's grueling, a grueling tour of the massive Black Mountains deep into the valleys below. Uh, summits Mount Mitchell, uh, elevation change of it's 48,000 feet. So I'm guessing 24,000 feet of climbing. Um, Mount Mitchell, Mount Mitchell, for those that don't know, highest mountain east of the Mississippi. So, yeah, like, I and mean, I, pinnacle. yeah, I get it. It's not the West Coast, right? But like, let's not let's not forget this is the highest point east of the Mississippi, and it's still coming in. At, it, I think it's just shy of seven thousand feet. And mm -hmm. oh, by the way, out here in the east, uh, we have rocks and roots. Uh, we don't have <laughs> people buffing out our trails for us. So yeah. that thing is like absolutely insane. Yeah, and uh, this this is definitely a graduate level. 100 miler i would say <laughs> yeah no <laughs> doubt no doubt um she also threw down 170 miles at ohio's backyard ultra um and 12th at black canyon she won run rabbit run and there's nice prize money there uh and she got fourth at jfk so uh, another mountain runner with with a lot of speed mm -hmm. uh, congrats congrats to tara and then in eighth place for the females is Katie Asmuth, pretty famous name in the ultra running community. She's from Mammoth Lakes, California. Mammoth Lakes is in the Eastern Sierra. Uh, it's a really cool area. Um, I've only actually been out there exploring once, so I need to, need to get back out there. Um, a lot of great trails and stuff out there, but Katie, actually missed the second half of 2022 after surgery to repair a broken navicular bone in her foot. So a broken bone in the foot cannot mm. be good. It cannot be good. Um, mm. You know, blood does not flow to the feet. <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to heal. It's hard to heal tendons and broken bones. So I can't even imagine the pain. Uh, but she didn't start running again until January of 2023. Um, she finished third at Way Too Cool and Gorge Waterfalls. So Way Too Cool is an early season 50K in Cool, California, which is near Auburn. And Gorge Waterfalls is in Oregon. That's that's a pretty competitive race. And I think it was on hiatus for a while, but I think it's recently came back. Uh, mm -hmm. Dylan Bowman and Free Trail, I believe they they – purchase that race or they have a partnership with that race. Um, yeah. So, so pretty, pretty strong showing uh, nice comeback for Katie. And then also in eighth place on the men's side is Jonathan Rhea and Jonathan actually, this is another one. I'm surprised that, that he's eighth. I thought maybe he would be a little higher. He's from Boulder, Colorado. He set a course record at Havelina Jundred. I mean, he threw down 12 hours and 43 minutes at Havelina, which is just insane. Uh, 15th at Western States, fourth at CCC, which is like the the 100K of UTMB, which is a very competitive race. Um, a lot of elite ultra runners from across the world are in that race, so. Mm -hmm uh 1043 there and behind the rocks first running up for air this is i'm not going to get into it now it's a it's a cool it's a cool deal but i do want to talk about that maybe in the next episode we'll we'll talk about running up for air uh, but he got first at that event and desert rats second so really really strong showing him uh you know definitely deserving of eighth if not better it, it says a lot about this year when when he's eighth, right? Like, like if you look at his rankings, yeah. Like, listen, you he won everything, took fourth at Triple C, 
and then 16th at Western States. But even when he took, I'm sorry, 15th. But even when he took 15th, he still had a like, like what a year, like what a year to get yeah. like buried at Western States, like 15th, and you ran a 1638. Like it's yeah, it, it exactly. It's, no. it's wild. It's wild. So yeah, it, like again, like one through seven is just going to be fire just absolute fire like freaks of nature yeah yeah no doubt and there was a lot a lot of fast times at western states last year because it was uh it was a cool year there was some snow in the high country but i don't think it slowed people down too much and the cool weather allowed them just to fly after they got out of the high country so all right that's that's all we have to date for the ultra runners of the year uh, from Ultra Running Magazine. And tomorrow will be 7th, 6th. So we'll be able to, to go over some more of these in the next episode. Also, uh, another media group, which is Dylan Bowman's uh, Free Trail, they do their own version of this. And theirs is complete, actually. But they do, it's a little bit of a different format. It's the trail runner of the year. So it doesn't have to be the ultra distance. It's just trail, the trail runner of the year. And they don't limit it to just um, North America. They actually include runners from all over the world. So it's much more comprehensive. And the voting is actually done. Um, there's a few different uh, areas where they get votes from. But anyways, no surprise, the winner for the females and the trail runner of the year from free trail is none other than Courtney DeWalter, who had the best summer ever. Um, I'm floored. I'm floored. Yeah, yeah big surprise. <laughs> but absolutely way more than just deserving. I mean, just, you know, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't make sense if anybody else got it. Um, <laughs> and then for the men was Jim Walmsley, who was the first American male to finish UTMB. Um, Jim also had a couple other wins earlier in the year. Um, so, yeah, that's not too much of a surprise. And final standings for women, Courtney DeWalter won, Katie Scheid, Sophia Laclee. Tony McCann, Grayson Murphy, Judith Wider, Claire Banthworth, Leigh Yingling, Ruth Croft, and Blandine Lahindro. Walmsley was first. Remy Bonet, second. Zach Miller, third. So Zach uh, finished second at UTMB from the U.S. Tom Evans won, uh, won Western States. He came in fifth or fourth, I mean. Aurelian uh, Palaz. I believe he won Hard Rock this year. Yeah. And Jonathan Albin, Jermaine Granger, Stan Agerman, Tyler Green, and Anthony Costales. So it's cool that Free Trail does this because it's, um, you know, it, it, it covers, covers runners uh, from all over the world. So, all right. Now we're going to move into some other news. Um, one of my favorite ultra running media personalities and just seems like an all around great guy. I've had the pleasure of talking to him once or twice. Um, he has some, uh, some big news and that's Andy Jones Wilkins. Everybody knows him as AJW. Um, so in the article, article in his Every Friday, he releases an article in, at I Run Far's website. It's called AJW's Tap Room, and this this article uh, from Friday was about a change in his life. And he was 34 years in the education um, industry. Uh, I think he was like headmaster for some schools, and he I know he moved around the country a lot doing that, but so 34 years he was in the industry and he's going to leave he's going to leave the education industry and he's going to concentrate on a lot of things ultra running so 
He's uh, he currently writes for Iron Far. He also coaches, and he's writing a book, or he's talking about he's gonna write a book now that he's he's leaving his his career. Uh, he does a lot of the live live streaming, commentating for for Aravipa. He's had he has a podcast for last year called Crack a Brew with AJW. Uh, he's talking about putting on a series of running camps, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, so he's he's got a lot lot planned. He's going to be a, a busy guy in his new uh, career, his new uh, new new way of life, and uh, you know, I I'm glad to see it. I'm I'm looking forward to all his content. Uh, he's just a great guy to listen to. He's very smart, very knowledgeable. He knows a lot about the history of the sport. Um, super excited uh yeah so congrats to he, ejw he, he will be he's one of those guys that every year when western states anything western states starts to come around he's like one of those one of those people that you kind of like put notifications on twitter to get like he tweeted something because like the stuff that he like you said like he knows so much like he he's like an encyclopedia so yeah. I, he he's like I uh I, I think he's like replied to one or two of my tweets and like I was like yeah I've made it like yeah. <laughs> like you're like hell yeah uh, so yeah. I've I've never met him in person but I have everything I've heard about him kind of seen from afar legitimately seems like one of the nicest guys ever so yeah he really is he really is and. uh yeah, and as we saw in the last episode, uh, he interviewed me after I tumbled at the finish line <laughs> at, at Black Canyon. So that was and he cool. cared. He legitimately oh, cared. Like he was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh like, yeah. He did. He He's... wasn't me. He wasn't me, and did just laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, look at that. Guy. No, he's 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 super down to earth. Um, and, and he puts out a lot of great content. Like his articles are fantastic. I look forward to it every Friday morning. I look forward to, to reading what he's, what he's putting out. So uh, congrats to AJW. That, that is really cool. And uh, we're definitely excited to see, see what you have in store. Yep. Um, all right. So the final thing that we have to talk about today is a film review. As I mentioned in the, the beginning of the, the, the episode, Sportiva, uh, they had a, a essay contest, I believe, <clears throat> and they, uh, they, they wanted to pick somebody to highlight at, at Leadville. So, um, so the, they hired Billy Yang to direct the, the film of the person fought to follow the person that won the essay contest. And uh, so this, this was released a few weeks ago and it's called like a lead balloon, 30 hours at the Leadville 100. So I think before we, before we start talking about the, the film, we should talk a little bit about Leadville. Um, Leadville is, is a hundred miler. It's in Leadville, Colorado. Okay, this is an old mining town. It sits at the town sits at ten thousand one hundred fifty-two feet above sea level, and one of the main mines there closed in the early eighties. This mine, I believe, employed practically the, the whole city. Town. Yeah, yeah, the city. Unless unless you own the the gas station or the or the bar, the bar. yeah, <laughs> or the grocery yeah. store, uh, you're probably working in the mine. Um, or you know a part of a part of the mine, uh, so that closed in the early '80s, and a guy named Ken Chobler, he was trying to figure out ways to get people to come into Leadville and try to generate some revenue, and so he got the idea to start a race, a hundred mile race. Okay, so Leadville is one of the oldest race uh, hundred milers in the United States. It's very well known. Um, it was one of the first hundred milers I ever heard about because I read the book Born to Run and it was featured in there. Uh, this is an out and back. 
in the mountains at that altitude. You have to climb up and over Hope Pass uh, towards the end of the first, you know, out. And that Hope Pass is at 12,600 feet above sea level. You know, you go back down the other side, and then you're at the halfway point. So you go back up and over and back. So um, <clears throat> our friend Ron is running. I've, I've never run it. Uh, I would like to run it some at some point but uh so anyway uh it's not it's not as much climbing as as other mountain races i think i'm thinking it's around 16,000 feet of climbing um yeah i, I think that's kind of the weird thing about it right is it has it has like two big climbs and i mean it's kind of like the same climb but because it almost back to back but i don't think it has as much as what like a lot of people kind of think if that makes sense which don't get me wrong it's not an easy race by any stretch of imagination no no it, yeah it has it has its its challenges because you're you're at altitude yeah, you're at ten thousand feet the entire time yeah and you're going more. up to twelve thousand six hundred feet, right? Yeah. So you have you have that to deal with, um, yeah. So and it's it's a thirty hour uh, time limit, right? Yeah, so yeah. That's a pretty strict cutoff for for being at altitude in the mountains. Um, so yeah, it has its challenges. And Ken, who started the race, is a really interesting guy. I heard he has like some really great free race speeches and things like that. I've heard him on a podcast before. Uh, Leadville was actually bought out by Lifetime Fitness. Um, I can't remember how many years ago that was, but I know the first year they took it over, it was kind of a shit show. Because <laughs> um, yeah. there's a lot more people in the race and there was just congested crew traffic and all kinds of stuff. But I did hear that they... They learned from all their all their mistakes, and uh, and I heard it's back to running like like a well oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And I haven't heard many complaints from it. You know, we hear a lot about corporations getting involved in ultra running, with UTMB and Ironman, and all that. But uh, but I haven't heard too much negative uh, stuff about Lifetime Fitness and Leadville. So that's good. Um, all right, so let's get into this film. All right, this focuses on this guy, a wealth manager from Dallas, Georgia. His name's Jeff Beecham. Uh, he grew up in Indiana, and in Georgia, he works with some trail runners. And uh, so he got into, into running uh, because of them and slowly moved into the, to the ultra space. Um, like I said, Sportiva had an essay contest, and they picked Jeff from his essay, which was titled uh, Like a Lead Balloon. And the film talks about Jeff's life and some hardships that he's had and how he got to this point. Uh, his wife, Jessica, was there crewing with, with his friend Kevin and another friend, Justin, and also Jeff's brother, Andy, was there. Um, yeah, so the cool thing about this film is that Billy Yang, he is like a, a professional filmmaker. You know, you can really tell uh, the quality of, of this content. And it's cool how he kind of weaves the, the essay in throughout, mm -hmm. throughout, the, throughout the, the film. And it's not very long. I think it's, what, maybe 19, 20 minutes tops and, and it it doesn't feel like 19 minutes like it moves very quick like when when i watch i'm like oh oh it's done like it, it, you know what i mean like it's a very fast 19 minute film yeah and um one of the funny things that i i picked up in watching this was how people perceive a hundred mile race as as a spectator right you have people that are inspired and want to do it and then you have people that are like hell no <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> um yeah it's like his friend kevin said said uh yeah that he was inspired and and wanted to do it but his brother his brother kevin was like no <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> not gonna happen 
Um, so yeah, so it just follows it follows Jeff and um, and his race. <clears throat> he looked like he was almost timed out at Twin Lakes before he went up over Hope Pass. Like I think he left out of the A station with like no time to spare. And I'm guessing Leadville is not a race that you want to be close to cutoffs. <laughs> um, I can't imagine. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and like Leadville is also the other thing that's kind of interesting about Leadville is if you use pacers, you can't pick up your pacer in Leadville until 62. That's right. That, so a lot of yep. them, a lot of them, you pick them up at 50, right? So I mean, if if you haven't ran a hundred, uh. A lot of weird shit happens between 50 and 62 for some reason. Like, there's a lot of wacky stuff that happens. Now, granted, like, there's still even more wacky stuff for you after <laughs> that. But, I mean, uh, so it is a added challenge that, that Leadville likes to throw at people, which is like, oh, by the way. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but, yeah. Um, he He did, well, I don't know if you want to spoil the finish for anybody, but... Well, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so, yeah, when he left out of Twin Lakes, his feet were like destroyed too, like just yeah. that blister. Oh man! <laughs> uh, and and like a true ultra runner chugging that. I don't know if you saw that chugging that pickle juice. Yeah. Oh man! Like I was early too. Like I felt like I was early in the race. It showed him yeah. chugging that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and and. I believe it said this was his longest uh the longest run before this was like 34 miles. So at one point, yeah, at one point in the race, he's like, Oh, I've officially doubled my longest. Yeah. And it was like the hundred K mark. It's like, in lakes. Yeah. Wait a so second. So fifty K was probably his longest. Before. Yeah, like he did a fifty K before this. Like like listen, uh again. That's a big jump. Yeah, I mean I like guess it's, it's an insane like, even if you're experienced in hundred milers, if 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 you like, it's like it's it's crazy to think that he jumped from a fifty k to Leadville. Yeah, yeah. Coming from Georgia. Coming yeah. from Georgia, like right. that dude ran flat, flat, flat stuff, and they yeah. came out and ran, you know, a race that has fifteen thousand feet of gain. At 10, yeah, I'm not, feet of yeah, I'm not sure sure where at in Georgia he's from, I, um, but but yeah, chances are he's he's not training in the mountains. <laughs> no, I don't think. Um, well, I guess yeah, I guess there is some there is some some hills way northern. Like, yeah, like you got yeah you got the AT way north Georgia, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so yeah, he 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 must have picked up some steam. Um, because he did, he did leave out of out of the halfway point Winfield uh, with like twenty five or thirty minutes to spare. But the one thing that he said, and and this is something that that really hit me when he left Winfield and he was climbing back up the Hope Pass, he mm -hmm. saw the runners still coming down, mm -hmm. and he knew like math wise, they're they're not going to make the cutoff. And he said that they were just devastated. And yeah, I can I can relate to that because I left out of, of the mile 88 station at Fat Dog this last year. I left out that A station with just a couple minutes to spare. And there was and as I got like maybe a half mile, you know, up the trail, I, there was people passing me heading to the A station. And yeah. I was like, like I think, you know, they, Part of them were, were glad that they were timed out, but like yeah. you could just you could just tell it's like it's so defeating if you train for this, you spend the money, you go there, and and uh, you're just a little bit behind the cutoff, and like that's yeah. that's that's tough mentally. So yeah, that was one thing that, that hit me. Um, yeah, and another thing is really just showing the highs and lows of 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 a hundred miler, not only for the runners but for the crew, you know. Um, I've, I've crewed races where it's like, oh man, they are done. Like <laughs> they are done. Like there, there's no, no way, no way they're going to turn this around. And when they do it's you know, and then you're all depressed. And then when they do turn it around, it's like, oh my God, like, 
it just makes it all the more better. So, uh, I have, uh, I had been that runner for crew people of like this dude, this dude is walking death. Uh, so <laughs> I've also had the sweet release of death of being timed out. So I've also had that. It in like to your point, it is, it's bittersweet. You're like, well, this yep. really sucks, but at the same time, like, thank God, thank yep. God, this is done. Because you, like, I, I mean, at that point, you've been out there grinding for, God, I don't know, twenty hours, twenty-two hours, twenty-four yep. hours, you know, and like you're battling through weather, you're battling through whatever. You're just like, thank yep. God, I just want to curl up in a car seat and fall asleep. Like, yeah, yeah, let's let's yeah. be done. There is a little bit of relief. Um, at, at first, for sure. I know I, my first hundred miler ever, I, I timed out at mile 74. I had, yeah. my, my foot was jacked up bad. I was limping forever, but for many, many miles, but, um, but I was kind of relieved also very disappointed, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's very hundred milers are very emotional compared to any, like, you know, 50 milers, 50 Ks, things like that. Uh, which are also emotional, but 100 milers just takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, but. for sure. So anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we should spoil the finish. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but I will say, it's <laughs> very close. It's very, very close. close. Yeah. Very uh, close. Yeah. All uh, right. It's well, interesting. It's interesting because. Uh, I, he, uh, again, not to spill the finish, because you're gonna have to watch. But he did not make up time. He did not make up time because he left it with 25 minutes to spare, right? But he did not make up time. No. So I'll, no. I'll let I'll let the I'll let everybody watch the watch the the documentary of the movie and see, yeah, like how much did he lose, but. I will let you know he did not make up time. No, yeah. and yeah, and and this documentary is on on YouTube. I'll I'll provide a link to it in the in the comments. But um, but yeah, no, Billy Yang I think did did a great job as always um, with the with his films. You know, he does he does a really nice job. So so definitely worth a watch. Um, and we'll probably be reviewing trail running videos on a somewhat regular basis just because uh, there's so much great content out there i know i get sucked in this all the time and <laughs> and uh just want to share share this stuff with everybody so but anyway um you have anything else i today, don't John? i don't have anything hope everyone has a good one all for right. all you uh for all you northerners enjoy this uh Enjoy this cold weather you're getting ready to get. Cool. Yeah, I heard it's uh, snow, snowing, and it's real, real winter for you finally. <laughs> it's getting ready to be real winter. It's going to toughen everybody up. So All get right. ready. Well, I just got, I just have to contend with some rain out here, so it's not mm. not so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. All, All right. right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and and take us out. We'll uh. See everybody on the next one. See you.